All right, so let me get started. I'm going to pray real quick. Father, thank you for this night. Thank you for the word that you spoke to me this morning. And I thank you for adding to it throughout the night. And Father, I pray in Jesus' name that I would be able to share and impart your word to your ladies so it will light a fire inside of us. Lord, open the hearts of every person that is going to hear this later or those who are hearing it now. Open their hearts to receive exactly what you want to speak to them in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I said pick your enemy, and I said that for a reason. So get you a little piece of paper. Let's have a very engaged. This is not going to be a boring fight time. I don't want you just sitting there and letting my words come in one ear and go out the other. I want you to engage. I want this or I feel, I ask the Lord to anoint me to impart this to you where it gets deep in your spirit. So paper and pen, write this down. You're gonna have an enemy. Period. You're gonna have an enemy. You cannot, you cannot change the fact there are some things that we don't have choices. Um, in the matter. There are some things that are absolute, some things that are beyond our control. So the fact that we are going to have an enemy is beyond our control. We, we, we can't change it. And if we spend our lives trying not to have an enemy, then we are wasting our time because we are going to have an enemy. Whether or not we're going to have an enemy is not the question. The question is, who is your enemy going to be? Who is my enemy going to be? All right. So the word of God tells us, Jesus tells us in John chapter 10, you can go read it, that the thief comes to steal, comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And he says, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So he shows us there the, the thief and who comes to steal, kill, and destroy Jesus, who comes to give life and give it more abundantly. Then we go to Ephesians chapter 6, and Paul tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of darkness and uh, rulers of this world. And he, he, he gives a list of what we're fighting against, and it's, it's spiritual battles. We cannot, though, just assume that Satan is always our enemy. We have to to pick our enemy. I'm going to show you some things in the word of God, okay? So, right here, Matthew 6, 24, Jesus says, and I'm going to turn to it. This is going to be a good little Bible study for us. I hope to motivate and inspire everyone, maybe more than stepping on our toes. I want to come with just this heart of love where you feel like I'm embracing you and picking you up and saying, hey, go with me. It's okay. Let's go ahead and determine who our enemy is and let's just offend the snot out of him. I mean, let's, if he's going to fight us, let's give him something to fight us about. You know, that old country song, let's give him something to talk about. I'm saying here to us, let's give the enemy something to fight about. We are absolutely going to just, I'm ready to offend him. I'm ready to get all up in his space. If he's going to be hateful toward me, then I want to give him a good reason to be hateful toward me. That's the attitude I have tonight. I hope to keep this attitude till Jesus comes and I hope to impart it to you. 
Matthew 6, 24, Jesus' words, this is just a little foundation. He says, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, okay? Mammon has to do with this world. It has to do with the love of money. We're going to refer to it as idolatry, which we know is rooted um, with the enemy. So we're going to just say you cannot serve God and the enemy, God and the world. Mammon represents the world. Jesus established that there. You cannot serve both. All right. Then also Matthew 12 and 30. So in case we are just thinking that our default enemy is Satan, I'm going to teach you a little different. Matthew 12 and 30. Jesus said, he who is not with me is against me. He who is not with me is against me. I know we are located here in the East Texas Bible Belt, and everybody claims to be a Christian. I am not even talking about who's a Christian and who's not, because I'm telling you, Christianity today is not what Christianity was when they were called Christians first in the book of Acts. So whether or not you call yourself a Christian is not, that's not the subject tonight. Are you with Jesus or not? Are you with him or are you not? Are you with him wherever he leads tomorrow? When you wake up in the morning, wherever he is leading you, are you with him or did you take a break? Because if you're not with him, you are against him. Now, I will tell you that my sister-in-law, Sharon, is here in my house staying with me um, for, how, for, for the next week. But right now in this room, she is not with me. She is not with me in here. So I want to ask you, Christian, some, somebody, whoever's watching, that says, well, I'm a Christian. I was born a Christian. Everybody around me, around me is a Christian. Where is Jesus right now? And where are you? And if you are not with him then you are against him. He totally intends for us to drop everything for the rest of our lives and follow him. That means if he has taken 10 steps and we have not, we are no longer with him. Your two-year-old, if your two-year-old is not with you in the store, how safe is that? You cannot, my husband says this, you cannot save your children if you cannot see your children. So we are children of God. Are we with him? As a two-year-old, or are we on our own? Honestly, when you woke up today, did you carry on about your own business, or have you been with him in your heart today, in your obedience, in your observance of him? He says, if you are not with me, you are against me. Okay, I'm not going to stay on that long. James 4 and 4. This is really the text for today's lesson. James 4, or today's huddle time. We're in the huddle we're in the huddle, and here's the play for the week. You got to pick your enemy. James 4 and 4. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So I am asking us in the huddle time, pick your enemy. And here's how you're going to pick your enemy. Who's your friend? 
Because if the world is your friend, then Jesus Christ is your enemy. God, he says, to be friendship, to be in friendship with the world is enmity with God. So you got to pick your enemy because you're going to have an enemy. Either the either Satan is going to be your enemy or God is going to be your enemy. It, there is no just automatic default, God is my enemy. If you pick the world as your friend, then you have picked God as your enemy. And maybe several years ago, those of us as Christians felt like we could please both the world and God, but there is a clear line in the sand and the separation is getting broader. And I'm just telling you, if you haven't picked, if you have not picked your enemy, then you have chosen God to be your enemy because it is this. It, you are a team captain and it is wiffle ball and you've got two people left on the line and you pick who's on your team. And here's what's left. God and the world. Who are you going to pick? Because you only get one. And if you choose right now that you need to play it safe in the world, then you have picked God to be your enemy. And you don't have a lot of time left to make that swap. Tonight, the huddle time play. We're going to kick it off tonight. I ask every one of you ladies to please share this with somebody. The huddle time this week is pick your enemy. If you have been playing it safe, I will tell you what my mother started my day off with today. I got in the car with her. We had to go um, to the doctor today. And right off the bat, she said, if you're static, you're safe to the enemy. If you're dynamic, you're dangerous to the enemy. If you are, if we are a static church, we are safe to the enemy. But if we are a dynamic church, we are dangerous to the enemy. If you are a static friend group, you are safe to the enemy. But if you are a dynamic friend group, you are dangerous to the enemy. If we are a static Cove Ladies Facebook group, we are safe to the enemy. But if we are a dynamic Facebook group, then we are a danger to the enemy. If your prayer team, the, the people you pray with, if they are static, it's safe to the enemy. But if we, if we are a dynamic praying team, then we are dangerous to the enemy. It is no longer time. It is past time to pick our enemy. No longer can we play it safe. You need to write this down. I am through being a friend to the world. I am through with friendship with the world. If the enemy is going, if he's coming to steal, to kill, and to destroy, by George, I am ready to give him a reason to do it. So I am speaking to the spirit realm right now. And trust me, the enemy hears me. And I am saying this group, Tonight, on December the 12th, we are transitioning out of a static group. We will no longer be static. We will no longer be silent. We will no longer uh, sit back and try to be relevant. We will no longer um, try to keep the uh, 
Yes, maintain the peace with the enemy. We will no longer try to just smooth things over so the enemy will leave us alone. And I tell you what, we are going to quit talking about our little tiny battles as being big, huge attacks of the enemy. No, we're, we're, we're going on offense. We're going to be dynamic. And if he's going to fight us, he's going to have a reason to fight us. Let me hit the pause button for just a second and tell you that my son Bryce had a dream this week. And he told me, he said, Mom, I had a dream. He said, and in my dream, um, and I can't remember how the dream started out. Like Jesus was um, coming, I think. He, I can't remember if he had, if he had come or, or how it was. But Bryce said, for a moment of time, he could feel in his dream, such intense pain. And what it was in his dream is God was pouring out his wrath. He was pouring out his wrath on his enemies. Let me tell you what. You don't want God to be your enemy. He is a God of love. He is a God of long-suffering. But just as much as he is a God of love, he is a God of wrath. And Bryce said, Mom, the pain I felt in my dream was so intense that I could, I could not, I can't put it into act or put it into words. He said, in fact, it was like, and the best way I can describe how he was describing it to me was a, um, somebody help me. I can't remember what those things are called that you like ram, a, they would ram a door open with them. It was, it was an, in the biblical days, it was a form of weaponry. And they would they would be able to ram a door open. Anyway, it would just come with this major heavy heavy punch and and bust a wall down. The the name of that what that was has left me, so I'm not going to take the time to try to think about it. But he said it's as if it, it missiles almost like that were coming from heaven. Yes, a battering ram. Thank you, Stephanie Leggett. It's like those battering rams were just coming and absolutely just punching and punching and punching. And he could feel the wrath of God. And and he woke up feeling like this. That's it, Rachel. Yes, battering ram. He woke up feeling like the Lord was telling him, I have allowed you to have a taste of what my wrath is going to feel like toward people. Quit walking past people. And not telling them the truth in love. Quit leaving people around you as my enemy. And you're doing nothing about it. You're letting people die around you. You're letting people be lined up to receive the outpouring of my wrath. And you're not saying anything about it. And Bryce said, Mom, I've just determined in my heart, I'm not going to be silent. I'm not going to be silent anymore. And I'm telling you, a silent church is a static church. And that is safe for the enemy. That is a friend of the enemy. Now, sometimes we have been silent about the things of God because we've been so flamboyant and so loud with our criticism and our judgmental speaking and our our crude speaking we've been loud saying the wrong things and we've been silent when it comes to saying the right thing 
We've been so loud speaking hatefulness and and anger and self-righteousness and judgment and legalism and religion to people. We've just been we've just been bombarding them with all of that ineffective stuff. And then when it comes to share love or it comes to make a difference in their life, we're silent. We will no longer if you want to be a part of this group, if you want to be a part of this team right here that I am leading the huddle time for, it I'm going to ask you, quit saying all the wrong things. Stop saying all the wrong things and start saying all the right things. Stop glorifying the enemy with your mouth. Stop scattering. Let me go back to what Jesus said. I didn't intend to step on our toes. I meant, and, and I am coming with love because we've got to quit being static. We have got to be dynamic. We've got to say the right things. Back to Matthew 6. I didn't read the whole thing, but Matthew 6 and 24. Go back to that. Jesus said, he who is... No, Matthew 12 and 30. Wrong one. Matthew 12 and 30. I didn't read the whole thing. Jesus said... He who is not with me is against me. Then he says, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. So if we are not gathering with our words, if we are not pulling people in to the kingdom, if we are not pulling people in close to the Father, if we are not gathering them to the Father with our words, then we are scattering them and we are an enemy of Christ. All right? So it is time for us to start offending Satan. The huddle time play is pick your enemy. Determine within yourself you're not going to have friendship with the world. James 4 and 4. He that is a friend of the world is an enemy of God's. To have a friendship with the world is to be an enemy with God. Summing it all up. We're not going to stay static. We're not going to be a silent church. We're going to switch our words. Stop your word um, habits and change them completely. And be determined. I am, I am about to give the, the enemy a reason to fight me. Stop talking about and glorifying the enemy with your little bitty, bitty battles. So you locked your keys in your car and you're saying, whew, the enemy must be mad at me. No, he's not mad at you. You're not giving him anything to be mad about. Come on, give him a real reason to fight you. And gird up your loins, as the Bible would say, and get on the armor of God and quit calling the peewee football field the real deal. And get in the real game, get in the wrestling ring and start ruling rulers of darkness. Start taking over principalities. Start calling down these strongholds. Start naming these curses that have been holding you back. I mean, come on, let's get dynamic and let's do something. Let's do something. Do something for the kingdom of God. Do something that's, that's going to make the enemy mad. And I'm just going to keep saying this. If, if, if you think you were battling the enemy yesterday, you're not ready for the enemy's battle tomorrow. I'm not going to steal Sharon Driver's thunder, 
but she has a dream to share tomorrow. God is speaking through dreams, and it all boils down to this. We got to open our eyes. We got to quit being static. We got to get up out of our comfortable, lazy boy, spiritual, religious recliner, and we got to quit saying, oh, the devil's mad at us, when all along he he calls us safe because we're static. And we have got to become dynamic. we got to pull people out of the fire. One last thing before I go. I'm reading in Revelation. And today I read where Jesus said, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel. You tolerate that woman Jezebel. To tolerate is to be static you're trying to play it safe with the world. Quit saying that sexual immorality is common. Quit saying that being a controlling woman is common. Quit saying that manipulation is normal. Every bit of that is Jezebel. Quit calling uh, your religious fanaticism that's not going anywhere and not producing anything. Quit acting like that's something great. Every bit of that is Jezebel. And if you're tolerating sexual immorality, you're tolerating Jezebel, you're static and you're safe to the enemy. If you're controlling and you refuse to let it go and you just quit seeing it and you control people with your moods and you control people with your intimidating ways and, and you have to be in control of everything, I am calling you on the carpet right now in Jesus' name. And if you're in my friend circle, I'm not tolerating you anymore. I'm not tolerating that spirit. Lose the spirit in Jesus' name. Let it go. And if you are manipulative with your sickness and you're manipulative with your attitude and you're manipulative with your hurt feelings and you are manipulative with your dysfunctions, stop it in the name of Jesus. You're not doing anything to the enemy. You're static and you're safe. And God has called us to be a danger to the enemy. I'm ready to offend the enemy. And I'll be a little bold to say if I've offended you, then it's because you're allowing the enemy to get offended through you. All right? We got to do something. We got to get up. We got to change our ways. It is time to become dangerous to the enemy. And let's give him something to fight about. Father, I thank you for this word today. Now, I ask that your love would come through my words and that every single person that hears this would know that it is coming from a heart of love. I love you, ladies, but I hate the enemy. And I hate how he's operating in the church. And I hate how we feel so bound uh, to play it safe. I am through with that. I We have got to quit playing it safe. We've got to quit being people pleasers because as we are being people pleasers, we are being world pleasers and we are leaving God on the line while we picked the world to be our teammate. It is game time and we have one more teammate to pick on this football team in this huddle time. And I am here to tell you if, if you're a part of the team that I'm leading, we're not picking the world because to pick the world is to be an enemy with God. So if you're looking for us to be a popular group, if you're looking for us to make everybody happy, then you need to go find another team because we are through being friends with the world and an enemy of God. He's coming back. Quit being a friend with Jezebel. 
Go read Revelation 2. Stop being a friend with Balaam. Stop being a friend with the Nicolaitans. It is time to choose our enemy. And we choose the world to be our enemy. I'm going to say this. Probably going to offend people now. It's time for you to start paying attention to the brands you buy and the clothes you wear and the cartoons you let your children watch because all of that is of the world. Not everything is wrong, but not everything is safe. Pay attention. The brands you love, there's a reason why God hates covetousness. The brands you love might absolutely be um, <laughs> part of a pedophilia ring. I'll just say it. The brands you love might absolutely be sacrificing children. The brands you love might absolutely be led by Luciferians who hate God. It's important for us to determine, are we going to love the world or are we going to love God? What do we support? What, who are we choosing to be on our team? And we have one, one more person, one more that we can pick. Is it going to be the world or is it going to be God? It's got to be God at the expense of the world. And those that overcame, the world overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their life to the death. All right? We're not going to try to save our life here in this world we don't have to be popular. Quit worrying about your reputation. Open your mouth. And, you know, we probably do need to get ready to um, make this public, Shira. But I will tell you what, it, it is public on YouTube. And it is going to be pub It's public on podcast. And so um, I'll ask Lexi. Lexi, if you can, just go ahead and share this tomorrow. And so they can make it public and put on the Fight Time page. So, Shira, this will be public tomorrow, as long as the internet cooperates with Lexi, she can make this public tomorrow on YouTube and podcast. So no more friendship with the world. I love y'all so much and hope I've not offended anybody, but I hope I have offended the enemy because I hate his guts. Okay. Take care, ladies. May the Lord bless you, keep you. January 27th and 28th is our fight time conference and if we call ourselves fighters, then let's fight. All right? Pull your friends out of the world. Pull your family out of the mouth of hell. Cut ties with the enemy. Don't love materialism at the expense of friendship with God. I love y'all. I'll see you later. Bye.